Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week two friends who happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden, and joined as always by my lovely co host, Anna Schrader. And today we are going to be talking about those oh shit moments that happen in the salon and how we learn from them and grew and became better people. And what does Bob Ross say about mistakes? There are no mistakes. There's only it's, uh, happy little accidents. Happy little accidents. Yes. Or we would say um, there are no mistakes, only teachable moments. There we go. <laughs> There we go. Oh. And I think it's great to have this episode piggybacking off of last week's episode where we had our very first guest and a new stylist. And these, what we're going to be talking about today specifically is our personal first oh shit moments. Because I feel like that first one, that's the one you, that you never forget. Mm-hmm. And also... <laughs> It's not like we're exempt from those moments still. They still happen in the salon. And so we'll talk about those ones too. And just how you learn and grow because each person is different. And this happens in every single career. You make mistakes and you just brush off and keep on going. But Absolutely. The margin of error in some different careers is probably a little bit smaller than ours. But <laughs> Well, that it does take some pressure off, but also more pressure because we're dealing with the public and we're all people people pleasers we just want to make people happy and so when we make a mistake most i can't speak for all most of us take it hard because we just that's our job is to make you happy and if sometimes maybe you are happy but we're not happy we also take pride in our work so. <laughs> absolutely yeah but as you guys already know we love to start every week off by building a beautiful bouquet of roses and you know you can't have a bouquet of roses without a couple thorns so my rose this week is that today was literally stunning after we had a snowstorm quote unquote and Anna's going to laugh at that because the snow is no longer on the ground. And it was high 60s today. <laughs> I noticed that my uh, I have flowers coming up in my flower bed. So today was absolutely beautiful. And my thorn uh, runs right into my rose. I was outside taking a break, uh, playing with the dogs, and my brother-in-law's dog ran, just ran straight into me and kind of cut me up a little bit. And I'm going to have a couple bruises. <laughs> he didn't mean to. He was just playing and he's a big dog. So that's why I love my cat. That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Bradley has more cat related accidents than I have dog related <laughs> accidents. I guess they do scratch and accidentally. And they just kind of lay there. So if you were walking through the room in the dark, you could trip over them. And that's what happens with him. He trips over our cat a lot. Oh, He's fallen down the stairs multiple times. Oh my God. That's horrible. I know. <laughs> the cat is fine. But because he is trying to avoid the cat, he hurts himself. <laughs> Poor Bradley. 
Oh. <laughs> well, I hope that did you put some like neosporin or something on there to keep it from getting infected? Oh, nope. Just came right inside and sat down to film the podcast. You didn't watch it? <laughs> no, girl. We're moving into this house. There's so much stuff everywhere. I don't even know where anything is. I feel like we need to take a break so you can go wash your wound with soap and water. Oh, it'll be fine. I'll rub some dirt on it. Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but enough so, about me. What about you? My rose, we celebrated a friend's, a very dear friend's um, birthday party. And it was a surprise. And so that I have not helped throw a surprise birthday party in a long time. We were, this is a friend who, um, her birthday was actually last month. No, two months ago. It's in January. And we are like, what do you want to do for your birthday? Let's do something fun. It was the big three O. So, um, she said, all I want to do is go ice fishing. That's all I want. I want a tent for every activity. I want a wine and cheese hut. I want a, um, a beer hut. I want a special hut to go to the bathroom. Literally, she had everything planned out so perfectly. And um, we were all really excited to celebrate her. And then she got sick with you know what. And um, thankfully, she was okay. Her symptoms were very mild. And um, she just had to stop work and everything. And um, also, she got sick the day before her birthday. So we didn't really get to celebrate her. So um, we were like, well, we should throw her a surprise birthday party so we can at least, you know, make her feel special. And so she was not expecting it because we just made it sound like, oh, yeah, come on over for like a little like girls wine night. And um, (laughs) it was really fun. I... (laughs) Yelled so loud, surprised so, so loud that I think I made my voice a little hoarse. (laughs) (laughs) Was it, where was it? Was it at your house? No, it was at my friend Jenny's house. The one, the woman that saves eagles, remember? Oh yeah. Okay. And, um, it was really fun and it was actually funny because Hunter actually faced, started FaceTiming me in the middle of this party. And I was like, (laughs) I wasn't going to answer. I'm like, oh no, I'm going to answer and introduce him to all my friends. (laughs) (laughs) all at once poor hunter is like well this is awkward but (laughs) um so yeah that was my rose it was really fun my thorn i've just been having a hard time adjusting to this time change and i know it sounds so silly because it's only an hour but i am not a morning person everyone that (laughs) knows me knows that struggle to get up So losing an hour is like kind of a big deal for me. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like every time that the, that the time changes, like every year, it affects me just a little bit more. Yeah. Like, but with that, it's like, we have sunlight till seven o'clock. I mean, it's still sunny right now and it is seven seventeen, and the sun is just going down. So it's nice to be able to like, get in a ski later at night and or like just I don't know it's just the sun has been so beautiful lately but I every spring I struggle and I wonder if it's a placebo but are you struggling too girl like you, like how are you struggling <laughs> I am struggling hard I have been sleeping in super late which is not like me because I am a morning person but 
staying up super late, sleeping in super late. Granted, I've been moving, but like, I don't know. I can normally wake up earlier even if I go to bed really late. But with the time change, it's harder. (laughs) Welcome to everything you see on the internet is about the time change for the next three weeks. (laughs) I also have to share something funny that happened this week. What's that? um, I was thinking about it because I'm looking out my window and right across the street, I have like this big, beautiful city building and Uh it's called Memorial Building. And a lot of people have weddings there. And so I shouldn't have been surprised that this is what was happening. But I got home and it was late like probably 10 o'clock and I just hear people screaming outside and I open up the window and there's a bunch of people like it looked like they were all wearing black and they had like it looked like they had candles that they were holding and they were screaming and I kind of got like the feeling you know in Beauty and the Beast when the townspeople like go and storm (laughs) (laughs) of course that's the feeling you get and then I like I quickly realized I'm like, oh, they're holding sparklers and they're cheering because the someone just the got married. Driving. <laughs> I was like, but for a second I was like panicking because it it's literally right outside my window. And I'm like, are they coming for me? What's happening? <laughs> Where's the pitchforks? I realized right away and um then I posted on my story. I'm like, who's getting married? And I found out that it was a friend's sister. And so it was just like, oh, yay. That was really, really sweet. But <laughs> also fun. Small town uh, vibes. Small town vibes. <laughs> so let's dive into this week's episode and talk about our first oh shit moments. I have a name tied to mine. Okay. You it's go first. that ingrained. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Yeah, please share. Okay, so the time is 2014. So my client, her name was Jamie. We went to beauty school together. I had never colored her hair, I don't think. This was the first time she had ever colored her hair. Um, So I never colored her hair in beauty school, but once I was on the floor at a salon, she came and saw me. And so she wanted this mahogany red, like rich, like beautiful color. Everyone's seen the color. But Jamie is about, at the time, like 75% gray. Um, And I forgot the rule about gray coverage, um, especially with red. And so Jamie's beautiful hair at her root was bright pink oh yep i mixed up i i think it was a five rv oh and yeah i just applied it straight to her roots right out of that tube girl i was like this is gonna be beautiful you probably don't remember (laughs) what was it 20 or 10 volume oh for sure probably 20 volume oh but it was bright pink And I remember I was like, (gasps) as I was rinsing it out, I was panicking. And uh, I was like, oh, uh, let me go mix up a treatment for you. I was like, I'm going to put a treatment on you. It's on the house. 
you know, like, I just appreciate you coming to see me in the salon after all this time. And I just value you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I think, uh, and I went to the back and I grabbed one of the stylists. I was like, I need your help. Help me. (laughs) And uh, she mixed something up. I think it was like a five natural this is a five in to put on it and she was like put this on leave it for like 20 minutes it's great and so I did that and Jamie never knew the wiser but I will never forget that moment at that shampoo bowl having a panic attack so it's a good reminder just remember when you have a lot of silvers and whites and you're using reds it's really important that you mix natural with it super important (laughs) there is a great coverage chart on the back of the color swatch book (laughs) and you should look at it (laughs) memorize it actually get it tattooed on your forearm if you have to (laughs) because that shit is key to color formulation I'll tell you right now well Hunter, you survived. And um, let's just go back and forth and share stories. So yeah, my I, one of my first, I kind of remember, I don't remember the day, but it was, I was at Smart Style still. So I was a brand new stylist. Again, like I mentioned, we did not have, like, I did not have mentors in the salon. My coworkers were great, but like most they of them didn't were care. Great. They didn't care. And they like, yeah, I was, you're on your own. Sink or swim. And so one of my, someone came in and also they're all walk-ins at Smart Style. So you didn't have any time to prepare what you had behind in the, in the color room is what you had. You didn't have time to prepare for anything else. Right. And, um, she went like a purpley red and, um, I start, I'm like, okay. So I mixed the color up and I got halfway through root to ends and I got halfway through <laughs> And I like the first two quadrants, literally the first two quadrants. And I ran out of color and I just was like hoping that that wasn't going to happen. And so for, so I had to make another bat. I had to make the color and. Oh no. Yeah. And so the first half of the head was permanent. And the second half I use, um, their semi-permanent line and I yes. mean, how did it go? If I was the color line that I used, I won't name it. I know it. It's fine. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even remember. I don't remember how. I think it turned out fine. I think it was so dark. It was like a level five or four. So it was so dark that like but it a didn't lot of really the- matter like lost in the darkness anyways so it wasn't a huge deal I just remember her not she wasn't like I just remember feeling like she didn't love it and like okay well you know I I was really embarrassed because I think I I showed it on my face that I didn't know what I was doing and um it was a scramble in the back to try and find more color and the whole time when I was getting to the bottom of that color bowl I think we can all relate to this you're just kind of like in denial that you're running out mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like I've, I've done that I have done that oh yeah <laughs> I have prayed over that bowl and I'm like Jesus feed the 5,000 it's time <laughs> all five, 
multiply the color in the bowl. (laughs) (laughs) This is all we have, Jesus. This is all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hunter. Uh, Okay. So let's see. What's a, okay. I have a story. So I was doing my, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to vaguely describe a person. I was doing one of a a friend's hair and at the time I was renting a booth in a salon. So I only had on hand, like it was a silly or a dumb decision on my part, but I only had on hand what she was going to get done based on her color history. I didn't have like color on hand. Um, so she comes in and she had this idea and because she was a friend, I was like, Oh, let's just go to the, let's go to Cosmo, like Cosmo prof and we'll order, I'll get some color. This is dope. So we go Mm -hmm. in there and is Cosmo Prof is a salon distributorship. If you are not familiar. Oh yes. Sorry. It's a professionals only. It's where we can buy our hair color. And so we went in there and I was looking at some color and the lady who worked at at the store, uh, she and I had a pretty great relationship. So we were talking formulas and she was saying, oh, well, I would do this. And I was like, oh, okay. I haven't tried that yet. Let me, let me just grab a couple tubes. So I did. And so Lauren was a... I was using 8.3 in Kune. That was her color formula, right? So like a gold, neutral, like medium blonde. Yeah. So she looked like a natural redhead, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she wanted chocolate brown, like a darker chocolate brown. Super simple. We've already got the gold base. There's not a lot to do. Well, I take this lady's advice and her hair comes out Anna I swear to you grape soda purple what yes it was grape soda purple and to beat it all I had left out some of her 8.3 height like hair with just clear on it and um, so like it was grape soda purple with golden highlights throughout. Did that, what did what did you use on the base? Honestly, I don't remember. It was uh, it was a color line that I wasn't comfortable with because the place that I could order or the place that I could walk in to get Kuhn was closed. So I was using a color line that I wasn't familiar with, which I mean, if on my friends, that's great because I get to learn something about a different color line. And I think there's valuable information for every color line. So, but in this case, I was taking someone else's advice because I didn't personally know the color line. And purple, I just don't understand, especially since it was so golden. Right. Well, it was purple. Very, very purple. After the podcast, I will send you a picture of it. 
And I saw her out in the grocery store like a couple weeks later and I didn't recognize her from behind. And she came up to me and was like, are you not going to say hi to me? And I turned around and I was shocked. I was shook, girl. I said, we have got to get you in the salon. We have got to take this out of your hair. (laughs) And here's the the worst part about it, Anna. She is super conservative (laughs) with her looks. Like... She's the type of girl that wears like the, like every outfit she wears is tailored. It is completely put together. You will never see her without her makeup and her nails, pristine, like pedicure. Of course. Whole nine. And I turned her hair Cause, purple. Because if that were to happen to you and I, we'd be like, oh, cool, fun. But yeah, like. Totally like, fine. Like. Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah, and because she's my friend, I can say this, but she is a drama queen. And it was drama, girl. It was drama, honey. It was drama. You fit her in? Oh, yeah. I I mean, at the time, I was not booked and busy. So... (laughs) What did you... um, So how did you combat that? Oh, I just started highlighting it. Okay. Yeah, we just... Yeah, and I was, like, this was, I was rented, let, let me say this. So you and I started similarly in a chain salon. Um, I went from the chain salon to renting my own booth. So I was, like, thrown into the, mm-hmm. wo- wo- thrown to the wolves, super busy because I was in a chain salon. And then I rented a booth and was not super busy because those people are local, not loyal. And... I, I wasn't busy. I didn't have a lot of education and I was just winging it. So all I did was I, I did highlights throughout like three appointments in a row. We got her to a, a beautiful beige blonde in the end. And then we did Khaleesi white for like two years on her hair. Yeah. She, so she was, level. so she was super conservative and then I did the purple and then she went like full on white Khaleesi. <laughs> we had extensions. Like you changed her. You I changed did her. that. You know what? It was a blessing in disguise. Like we said, every mistake is a blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah. You turn that thorn right into a beautiful rose. Mm-hmm. And that very same client, I also turned her hair blue after I got it to white. Well, that's a little bit understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, your hair is like real porous right now, girl. I'm going to have to do a clarifying treatment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just did a soap cap real quick. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that leads me to my mistake, which I was trying to decide which one I wanted to pick and share with you. But that was um, what happened. I had someone come into my set, sit in my chair. She had been white, white hair at home bleaching her hair for years and years and years and finally she's just like I want to go back to my natural in the salon we call that a tint back and many people wouldn't remember like think of this as a color correction but for sure going back to your natural from being white blonde and super porous is a intense color correction it's at least a three-step process minimum yeah and I don't think I realized how big my color correction this was. I was like, oh, easy. We'll just do semi and it will semi and it'll be great. And so, um, 
it was a super teachable moment for me because her base is like a like a strawberry blonde kind of but also kind of cool like a level nine Mm -hmm. seven well not nine more like level seven seven or eight Uh uh-huh like a lighter seven so like lighter blonde light medium light blonde and um so i used something it wasn't even i was like okay well i can't do like um I can't feel the hair because her hair is so porous on the bottom and she's already like, um, like medium blonde. Right. So I should have, I mean, there's a million of things I should have, but I used a toner. I was like, okay, well, I don't remember what I did, but it didn't have any gold and it had like pearl and it, I, I think it was three, two. Oh, Not so naturally it's a salmon pink. Yeah. <laughs> three, two. I don't know. Gold pearl is what that is. So like gold and then it has a little bit of cool tones and in, mixed into it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about a golden pearl, if in the the way that I think about formulations, I think about it in a math formula almost. So gold, you have one gold and then in pearl, you have two violets and a red. So you have one of those violets cancels out the gold. So all you're left with is violet and red. So then you're left with pink. Yeah. Well, um, we know that now after we've been using the color. And <laughs> I, I was like, oh, well, that too is kind of like, this is also before I was an educator and before I learned the ratio of Kuhn. I will say and- like when I first started using Kuhn color, I did that a lot with the pearl. Yes. Well, her hair turned purple, didn't even turn pink. And um, that's the thing. We have to remember that when hair is so porous, it doesn't act like hair anymore. You have to treat it like it acts completely different. Yeah, fabric. And um, and it turned like probably like a level seven. So dark because it's so porous. (sighs) Oh, no. Um. I don't know what happened, why I couldn't fix it then and there. Cause you're, I could have done just a bleach cap and pulled it out, but, um, it was the week of a very important event in my life. And, um, I had to go home. I had like really intense things I had to do. And I was like, I will come tomorrow, come tomorrow at this time. I'm going to come in early for you and I'll fix it. And, um, I got home and I, I like am debriefing. I'm like close to tears. One of the biggest mistakes. She was like, I don't know. Anyways, she left a one star on our Facebook. Oh no. She didn't say anything. She just went in and left a one star. And so I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I messaged her. I was like, hey girl, can't help but notice the one star. Are we still on for tomorrow where we had... I consulted you and told you how I was going to fix this. Did you still want to come in? And she was just like, well, what are we going to do? And it's so hard to explain. It's like to a client, like, okay, first we're going to bleach wash your hair, like soap cap. And then we're going to see if we can put a toner. But I just, I was like, I have options. I have lots of plans and um, troubleshooting that we are going to do, but I'm, I want to make it right. And she's like, okay. So she 
came to the salon and I just basically did like a balayage. I didn't touch her ends. We, I soap capped the ends, got that residue out. And um, I think I just used clarifying shampoo and bleach powder, no developer. And I took it right out. And then I just like very subtly balayaged up the strand of the hair to blend it in. And I said, this is going to be a more natural outgrowth for you anyways. You can just let her go. And I gave her like, took off a couple inches on the bottom and it was beautiful. She loved it. There we go. And she took down the one, the five or the one star. Did she leave a better review? She did not leave a better review, but she well, took down the Well, you know what? We, <laughs> we can't always get what we want. <laughs> oh, and it's just, I don't think people understand that when you leave a one star, that's horrible because st- like your ratings are all like, they take all the good and the bad and they average them out. So yes. that really can affect a business. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was mortified. And I also, because I had such a big event happening that week, I was a little bit emotional and distracted, but, um, yeah, it, it all worked out and thank God the lesson there was communication in the sense that communication after the fact. And I do remember getting on the phone and calling someone and they were like, well, why didn't you just do this? And I was like, I thought this was going to work. It had warmth and just a little bit of coolness. Right. And now it's looking back. Okay. I should have formulated lighter, added more clear to it and just use something with gold. Yeah. And natural. Yeah. Cause our gold is like a neutral, like a very neutral, not warm, not cold or not cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I have, I have the next one. I've been hesitant on sharing this because I don't want this to sound like an annoyance with this client because I still do her hair, but this was an oh shit moment. And I think she may listen to the podcast, but if you're listening, I really, truly, I love you. I appreciate you so much. I love that you come and sit in my chair. I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) So this client in particular has... She moved to Middle Tennessee from West Tennessee, and she had been seeing the same stylist for, I think, I want to say that she said like 30 plus years, and immediately I'm nervous. And this was, this has happened in the last year, right? Like, this is not in the beginning of my career. This is recently. Um, So immediately I'm nervous about it because she's seen the same person for 30 years. He knows her head shape. He knows how her hair grows. He probably knows the exact amount of hair follicles on this lady's head, which let me tell you is a billion. She has so much hair. (laughs) Okay. That's so hard when people like compare you to their old stylists. Right. Well, here's the kicker. The whole 30 years she's been seeing this stylist, she's also been getting the exact same haircut. <laughs> she's never changed it. She never will change it, which but is, I love that about her. This that- is her signature. Okay. I, there's a lot of pressure. The pressure's on. And mm-hmm. so she comes prepared to the salon with 17 videos, a whole folder of photos. She also brought me the pair of notching shears that he uses on her hair. She brings in her own hair dryer and her own comb. 
I have never heard of anyone being so prepared. This woman is prepared because she knows what she wants. And I love that about her. Yep. But whenever someone comes into you to your first appointment with all of that stuff, it's a lot. (laughs) I'm sure you told her that too. I did. And like, she kind of brings it up every once in a while. And I'm like, you know, we, we've worked through it. Uh, don't know that that's a lot because they're you they they're just being them you know there's nothing wrong with that they don't understand that that's like not a normal thing to do and she's probably just trying to help you right and that that is truly what she's trying to do yeah right so i did her hair the first time off of the photos and the videos there was a couple things that she didn't like about it the haircut and so the next time i cut it she asked me if i would watch the videos again to which I did. And I don't know if you know this, but whenever you take a video on your selfie camera on your iPhone... It's flipped. It's flipped. And this is an asymmetric haircut. Oh. <laughs> so the second time I did her hair, she um, also, to tack on to that appointment, she came in saying that this is a very important haircut. Because she was going to... It wasn't the Derby, the Steeplechase, which is a really prestigious event in the South. I've never like, heard of it. It's a it's horse racing. Oh, wow. And the cool. ladies spend hundreds of dollars on hats, maybe even thousands, honestly. I don't quite know. But these extravagant hats and... My client had mentioned to me that her hat is specifically customed to her haircut. (laughs) And I watched this video and Anna, I cut her haircut backwards. (laughs) I, the moment that she and I made eye contact in the mirror when we both noticed. (laughs) I swear to you, I could have cried and thrown up right there at the same time. (laughs) I was so embarrassed. I didn't even try to cover it either. I was like, I have cut your hair backwards. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But you know what? She came back three and a half weeks later, just like she always does. And we did it again. And ever since then, I have not messed her haircut up. I get it correct every single time. And she has gotten me crumble cookies. Oh. And she is fantastic. And I love her. You know what? I feel like that is that is a lesson to be learned is that like the people that make mistakes go back to them because they will not make the same mistake again. Like I promise you that, (laughs) especially if it, if it embarrasses you that much. Yes. And it's like, I wish that, um, is even though like maybe they're taking a shot on you because you're new and they're like stepping out a limb and you feel like they're going to you, but they will be some of the most loyal clientele that you will have is the, the ones that you make mistakes on. Because they, and I think that applies to so many areas in life is that if you can just own it and like, just own it and Mm -hmm. like fix it, then Mm -hmm. super, you can build a super loyal clientele by just being real. 
And honestly, I feel like I make the most mistakes on people that I am the most comfortable with, like my most loyal clients, because they're the people that I feel comfortable trying my new techniques on or anything like that. So if I try something mm-hmm. out and it does not work, which happens quite frequently, mm-hmm. like it's, if I'm being super experimental on something and it's like awful, like it happens on those people that come back to me most frequently. Yeah, and and then it's going to be really amazing the next time. Like, mm-hmm. you're Khalees Blunt. Absolutely. Because um, they know I won't let them leave the salon looking crazy. I'm going to let it, I'm going to fix it immediately. So, like. Right. Yeah. So, I there's a lot of stories that we could share. I have two more that are in my brain that I want to get out. Okay. But um, one is this woman, very loyal client. Um, root touch up really normal we do like a root touch up every like four to six weeks and then every third or fourth appointment we add more highlights so she's like a maybe level seven or eight blonde and um, I always put in a color mixer to like balance it out because she doesn't her her natural is like level five so I I usually mix like a 30 volume with it and um i think i was supposed to grab i should have her formula memorized but um i um i was it was supposed to be like a 7.19 with 30 volume and i accidentally grabbed 7.77 which (laughs) hunter's face right now (laughs) oh my god my jaw just dropped to the ground because you couldn't see my face how does that happen? Okay. So, um, it had to be somebody else though. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my first reaction is like, who didn't put this tube in the right spot? (laughs) I couldn't have done this. (laughs) No, I'm so embarrassed and like that will never happen. But I think someone had used it that day and left it sitting out on the counter and they didn't put it back right away. And you thought it was yours at all. So I just grabbed the seven and I was like, talking to someone while I was putting it in the bowl and I got I was putting it on her head and it wasn't until I was in the second quadrant so okay people for people I need her one for those of you that doesn't know what 7.77 is that is that is purple purple violet violet it's the most violet that you can get we literally call it an intense shade because Up to like 75% a, of that tube of color is violet. It, yes. So, blonde purple, that's what you're going to put. And she wants like a neutral blonde. <laughs> so, it wasn't until the second <laughs> quad that I realized that that was not... Initially, I was mixing I'm like, oh, this looks a little purpley, but it could be like the um, col- like the color mixer that I added, it added into tone. Right. I'm like... Okay, it's oxidizing purple. Second quadrant, I'm like, this is purple. I'm like, I'll be right back. And I ran back and I looked at the tube. I'm like, oh my gosh, I realized my mistake. And I did the opposite where I didn't own up to the mistake. I did a little bit, but I went back. I tried to keep my cool, deep breaths. And I was like, you know what? This is oxidizing weird. (laughs) Let's go wash it out. And so we washed it out and, and really truly I caught it where it's fine and it's not a big deal because I was like, this is going to 
this is going to neutralize your base wonderfully. We're just going to put our color directly on top of it and it's going to be great. I'm so sorry for my, I did own up. I'm like, it was, I made a mistake in mixing. Right. And we are going to just put color right on top of this and it's going to add an extra 15 minutes to your service. I'm so sorry. I'm going to put you behind today. And she was like, oh, okay, that's fine. No idea. She didn't even see how purple it was. What would and, you have done uh, if she came back the next time and was like, I want oh that my God, whatever pack. you did last time was the best color I've ever had. Will you please do the exact same thing again? Well, I was thinking, I'm like, maybe I'm just onto something. Maybe I'm totally onto something. And pre-toning is definitely a thing, but I've never pre-toned with a level seven. But it would be, it's almost like breaking the base too, right? So if you're breaking the base with that 7.77, you're canceling out all of the warmth. Yes, yes. So So maybe you are onto something. Yes. I think I am, but, and I did mix two batches. So I mixed one batch that had less ash tones in it for the part that I had already applied the purple. And then that second batch, I just added a little bit more color mixer too. Mm, yeah. Color mixers are your mixed tones, which are like um, pure pigment. Direct pigment. Direct pigment of purple or ash or blue to cancel out gold tones. So that was that and it turned out beautiful and it was all great but i cannot believe i grabbed the wrong tube of color that that is like stuff we have nightmares about and it happened i've done it before i well the thing that sticks out in my brain is i sometimes like to apply base colors with a bottle so Hmm. like a bottle with a nozzle on it i'll put our permanent hair color in it and it comes out beautifully like nice and clean and whenever you have someone that comes and gets their roots done every three weeks, which some of my clients do, it's kind of hard to just get the new growth with a brush. So using the bottle, it's easier to get those smaller root areas. Well, this client is, her formula is eight and 8.00 UC. Mm, great so coverage. She is just, and her natural is, pure white okay so it's literally just the eight is just to add a little bit of coolness to the 8.00 and it's it's honestly just for the fade out this particular day i grabbed a bottle nozzle that i reckon had not been cleaned out (laughs) and the person that used it before me to apply a base color was applying like a level four Oh my gosh. Luckily, I started in the back, but it took years to grow that spot out. You want to know something even funnier? She never knew. Yes. Ever. So you have clients where you just... (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And I don't think she's going to listen to the podcast, but if she does, I don't think that, you know, I think it'll be fine, but... I I never said anything. I had that like gasp, oh crap moment. But then I thought to myself, I was like, self, this is a very small patch. It is in the center back of her head and she will never notice. And she didn't. Four years and she never noticed. And she still comes and sees me to this day. Um, My last story. I mean, we could keep on going. But my last story actually just happened this week. And I thought about it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to share that in the podcast because I thought it was a really good learning lesson and I have yet to fix it because it's not a huge mistake, but um, 
I have a client who has thick hair, like horse's mane, probably one of my thickest clients. And um, she has always been dark and she has like, she wanted to be blonde. She's a type of person that has a lot of anxiety about getting her hair done. She's been burned before and she expresses her anxiety to me. And so I always am super reassuring. Like I'm going to go mm-hmm. above and beyond to make sure your hair is super blendy mm-hmm. and then yellow. And I think what they just, they want to feel like you're listening. So, and you are like to, the consultations are always like super in depth, really open, honest. And she, she does have wavy curly hair, but she straightens it. Mm-hmm. So other thing that, um, I had to think about is that she wanted super blendy. And so she's showing me all these pictures of like really blendy hair. The the mod, the people probably have like a fraction, like the models that she's showing me have a fraction of the hair she has. Probably super naturally fine, straight teaspoon of hair. And they all, I'm like, okay, these all look like air touch. Air touch is the technique where you take your your blow dryer and you blow down the hair and it like creates a seamless blend and so I was like okay we can do this I'm like I have used this technique a few times but I've never done it for the whole head and I'm gonna do a combination of like tipping out the ends because she wanted the ends to be almost 100% blonde and it was just everything everything in one service and I said I'll try and do what I can Tipping out the ends, super blendy. She didn't want anything actually touching her base. No foils all the way up. Um, she wanted it all, which I I totally get. And I probably could have said, well, this is going to be a two-part. I could have said that right away. Two-part session or three-part session with the amount of hair. And since we're going from dark to light. And thankfully, it's her natural hair. But her hair is so thick that I, the last three years that I've been doing her hair, I always go in and do deep, deep texturizing towards the ends. And I cut out, like I collapse the ends basically. So it lays nice because she, otherwise it looks like a pyramid on the bottom and she wants it solid cut. So, um, I did the whole air touch and then afterwards I looked at it and you can see a line. You can see a line. And I was like, why, why is there a line? Like I use the air touch and the pieces of air touch, I did super fine weavy and I would in like a V balayage techniques. I used, I pulled out all my tricks and I spent probably six plus hours with her. So I'm just like, how did this happen? I'm frustrated. It didn't look horrible. Like I sent the picture to Hunter and he was like, it looks great. And then I was like, do you see the line? And he's like, oh, I see the line. And let me just say that I did not see the line until Anna drew a line on the photo. So she is being incredibly hard on herself. However, yes, I saw the line after she drew the line. Yes. And Chelsea saw it too, which I, I cannot, cannot blame her. She has hair anxiety and I get it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I will fix this. So she's going to be coming in when I get um, back from vacation but um yeah so that was a huge learning experience because i never thought of like that why why is it air touch is so great on like fine thin hair but if you texturize thick coarse hair and then do the air touch technique it's gonna blow out all of that hair where you started your texturizing like the bottom inches yeah so (laughs) scary have you ever 
guessed that, Hunter? Would you have ever guessed that? I don't think that I would have thought that far through. No, no. So to all But now I will. Yes. And I'm I'm saying this because it's one of those that's like, oh my gosh, of course. And um she was really gracious about it. We're gonna do a second session and it's gonna be perfect. But um yeah. And since I was there for so long, I didn't even have time to tone it. So I'm just like, you use silver savior. I I know that like three or four washes of this is going to be perfect. And it mm-hmm. did and it toned it out beautifully. And um I don't even think we're gonna use a toner because it it looks so beautiful. But um Yeah, when you told me that you didn't use a toner on that, I was shook because it looked so pretty. Yeah, no, that's she's just got she's got great hair, but yeah, that was a huge learning experience for me. And so what I'm gonna do to fix it is I'm just gonna bring up some of those highlights and I'm not I haven't decided if I wanna add a low light to bring drag down. I don't know yet. You could take uh an upside down triangle just below the crown and color melt it. I don't know if I want to do that because she like she has a deep aversion to warm tones. And I feel like even when you use warm tones, or even if you use a cool tone, it will fade warm down the road. We'll have to formulate together. Like we live in a town that's called Ironwood because of the iron in our water and the iron ore. So oh, great. It's so everything turns warm. Everything turns warm. Even if you put up straight up gray in hair, like gray, which has no warmth in it, it's a glaze, it will fade. Like it's a subtle, it's subtle, and you can always take it out, it's fine, but it will come back faded as like a like a nine gold, nine point three. Whoa. Yeah. So it when I say it always fades warm. That's and why. She's boiling this woman's hair, adding highlights. And she, I got halfway up the back of the head, uh, about by the occipital. And she's like, it's really warm. And I could feel it too. And I put my hand under there. Those foils were hot to the touch, not warm, hot. Uh, I've had that happen. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, let's go. Like, we're running. We're running back to the shampoo bowl. And I'm like, we have to stop the service right away. And I'm like, we could do a hard water treatment on you and pull out some of these minerals and then try this again. But I don't feel comfortable doing this on you today. Your hair needs a break. I'm really scared for your hair. And um, yeah. grand test and it was fine. Everything was good. But yeah, we are. She's like, oh, it's okay. I don't really need to be blonde anyway. She wanted more of a natural look. I'm like, okay, good. 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 Because <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be. <laughs> like, there's um, also what people use well water here, too. A lot of well water. And with the iron on top of that, it's like, sometimes you can smell. Like, you can smell the metallics in the hair. That's insane. Yeah. So that's that's the kind of devil magic that I'm working with over here. Yeah, I can't help you with that. <laughs> and people with like clarifying shampoos and ask them to wash their hair before they come. Yeah, that's smart. Like give them a cup of clarifying shampoo at their appointment and tell them mm-hmm. to use it before their next appointment. Yeah. So my last story of the night, what happened also not that long ago, probably like a year or two ago, 
I was doing this girl's hair and she had probably a level five tinted hair and her natural was like a level six, six and a half. And she wanted just her natural, a little bit darker than her natural and with highlights in the front, like face framing highlights. And so I used a level five, uh, I think I used 5.11 in the semi-color. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that actually looks pretty dark. Well, yeah, and that's what I was going for. Okay. It was a dark five, almost a four that she had. Um, okay. So I used 2000, 10 to 2000 with 20 volume for the highlights with the booster packet. Okay. So for those who don't know what that is, that is a bleach hybrid that lifts anywhere from like three to four levels on tinted hair and probably like four to five on natural hair realistically. And so I use that with 20 volume. It's less strong than bleach. She had just had a baby and I didn't really think anything of it. She didn't say anything about her hair changing after a baby or anything like that. Honey, I've washed her hair And everywhere that I had put a highlight fell out. What? With 2000? Her hair. What what developer did you use? It doesn't matter, but what developer? 20 volume. What? Yes. And I. Happen. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, "Um, are you sure that everything on your hair is professional color? And this was at the shampoo bowl because I had just pulled it out and her hair came out with the foil. (laughs) And I was like, I know. And I was like, what? uh, Yeah. I didn't understand. I didn't even use bleach. No, that's we when as an educator, we tell people to use that color for people who are, you're afraid to color their hair. Like they have really fine, thin hair and you're like, we're like, I probably shouldn't be bleaching this person's hair. We tell them to use that. Right. And I use, I use it a lot. Like I love 10 to 2000. It has never done me dirty. And I didn't like over mix it. I wasn't like whipping it around, nothing like that. But she, I asked her, I was like, is this all professional color? And she said, yeah. And I was like, okay. Did she relax her hair? Huh? Did she relax her hair? Or was there like a perm on there? What happened? None of the above. And she said, she goes, did my hair fall out? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it did. Did henna? And she said, no, it was professional color. It was a professional brand that she went to a hair salon. But she asked me, she goes, did my hair fall out? And I said, yeah. Yeah, it did. And she goes... Yeah, that's happened every time I've tried to get highlights. Why didn't she tell you? I have no idea why she didn't tell me. But she she was like, I just thought maybe it would be different this time. Oh my gosh. And it let me tell you it was it was not small pieces either. Like she had a chunk of hair missing in the front. Oh my gosh. Well, at least she understood, but 
That's traumatic for both of you guys. I mean, I don't know if she understood. She's not been back. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I mean, I did all the right things. Her hair just fell out. That is, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, on the brighter side, we're still doing hair. And I think a lot, when something like that happens, it can make you or break you. Mm -hmm. And um, mistakes happen. And that goes for anything. It's like in those times, it sucks no matter what. You can say you can be the most accomplished hairstylist and you'll still make mistakes. And then you can say, am I going to take this and like use it to make me stronger? Or am I going to like allow it to crumble me? And um, in that moment, that's when you have to ask yourself. And um, those mistakes happened a lot more when we were new. And Mm -hmm. but they're still happening. Like my, like I said, with the whole air touch thing last week. Well, I was going to say a couple of these stories that we've told tonight have happened recently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, I think it just shows humanity. We're not robots. Mm-hmm. We will still make mistakes and we overcome and we learn. And, um, that's the beautiful thing about our industry is that we're always growing. There's still mistakes to be made, which if there wasn't, then it would be boring, you know? Exactly. So we, it just, it just says that we're trying new things and we're growing as stylists. Like I think about, this is kind of a weird comparison, but I love to snowboard as many of you know, as, and I like to ski also, but, um, downhill, I love to snowboard and, the days that I fall are the days that I know I was trying because I've like, I don't, I've gotten to the point where I don't fall anymore. Really. I can stay up all day and just ride and have a good day, but it must be nice. It, yeah, it is really nice, but it's also kind of like, I'm not pushing myself because it's hard. It's hard to want to try something new and try like a little trick because it's kind of scary. Can you do tricks? Very small tricks. <laughs> like what? I'm going to make myself sound really cool. No, I'm not. I, you guys think that I'm probably really good, but I'm really, I'm really not, but I'm good at carving and good at staying up, but going, getting back to the point, the days that I fall are the days that I'm pushing myself and I'm trying to get better because I'm like, Oh, well I fell, I was trying this and it was a good day. And so, Yeah. yeah, I kind of relate it to that. Like if you're still making mistakes, that means you're still growing and you're trying new things and learning yeah are we ready for our hair myth yes okay since we talked a lot about colors today the myths or the question is hair takes color better on dirty hair true or false i would have to say false you're right so the truth is that color actually sticks best to clean hair and um you want to instruct your clients to wash their hair the night before the color session mm-hmm. and also instruct them not to have any kind of like product. Ton of, yeah. So especially dry shampoos that are like right at the base mm-hmm. um, or that root cover up spray. Yes. Although in my opinion, color does work through it. So it's not the end of the world. So there's but, a there's a certain brand that I have found that a lot of people in my area use. I guess it's just like more available like in my area. But when they use it, I can it does not color through. Mhm. 
And it's just like, so I try and make sure all my clients know, please don't come in with that on your hair because I have yeah. to wash it. Yeah. And that can add 20 plus minutes to your service and throw mm, you I off. charge. I charge for it. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> I just also wanted to add that um, maybe some of that misperception of like leaving oily scalp is is due to the fact that um, back in the day, a lot of those colors that were used on the scalp could cause irritation. So people would let their natural oils build up and mm-hmm. so barrier. But um, I, at least Kuhn has um, a cocamide base. So it, it provides a lot of soothing. It does not irritate the scalp at all mm-hmm. but still do a patch test if you're really have sensitive skin um also another thing that i learned too is if um you have excessive sweat that can throw off the ph of the hair which like a lot of times have you ever noticed sometimes the hair around the hairline gets a little darker so if you have a lot of sweat buildup in that area it can cause the hair to be a little darker because it throws off the ph mm-hmm uh oh who i just lost my train of thought oh i have one exception to that and i will tell people do not wash your hair the day before a global bleaching service for the for your um scalp sake or for the scape yeah for the sake of the scalp because okay. too much, um, like scratch, uh, like blood flow. Like whenever you massage your scalp, you increase the blood flow to your scalp. And if you mm-hmm. have more blood flow in your scalp, then it's more sensitive. And when you're using a product like bleach or lightener, whatever you call it, uh, on the scalp, it can tend to be a little tingly sometimes. So I feel like sometimes if you have that barrier of oil on the scalp, when you use a bleach, just like the same concept for those older colors that are, were more harsh. Uh, I think for me personally, as a person who gets their hair bleached at the root, that's what I prefer. And I know that it feels a lot better on my scalp when I don't wash my hair for like two days before my service. Mm, Okay. Um, But otherwise, please wash your hair before you come in. Honestly, I like to see it the way that you would style it to go out or like to go about your business. But I understand that that's not always a reality that you can do is but clean hair is the best exactly. And also if you have natural curls, come in with your natural curls. Yes. Yeah. Well, that ends the myth part of it. Do not come in with dirty, oily hair. Thank you for listening to another episode of Break Room Banter. If you're listening on your favorite podcast app, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Let us know what we're, how we're doing. This episode was actually inspired by a five-star review. So if you have an episode that you would like to hear, let us know. Five-star review comment section area. And yeah. every week we leave a secret word for you to comment on our YouTube channel. And this week, the word will be knee-high. N-E-H-I. Knee-high. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on our social media, mine is at HairXHunter on all the things. Anna's Instagram is... Anna dot S-H-R-H hair. And our podcast Instagram is Break Room Banter Pod. Thank you for listening to another episode of Break Room Banter. See you next time. Bye. Bye.